Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello and welcome to Test Kitchen Troubleshooting. I'm recipe developer Liberty Mendez from BBC Good Food and each week I'll be joined with a member of the Good Food Cookery team. We'll talk through their recipes, what the testing and development recipe process was really like and what they learnt along each step of the way. Chocolate ice cream is a go-to on a sunny day or when you need a pick-me-up. If you've ever wondered how to make an extra smooth and creamy ice cream and what to do if you don't have an ice cream machine, my guest is here to answer all of your questions. Today I'm joined by Barney Desmazri, who, although he's known for being a sourdough expert, he also develops recipes to perfection, including his next level series in the BBC Good Food magazine. Welcome to the podcast, Barney. I'm so happy to have you here to pick your brain all about ice cream. So, Barney, listeners will know you from your incredible recipes on good food, spanning over a decade, and you've developed quite a name for yourself as the king of sourdough. I wanted to pick your brain about a different topic today because you're full of culinary knowledge in so many different areas. Today, we're talking ice cream. Specifically, your incredible chocolate ice cream recipe. Was it a challenge to come up with? So I really thought about it. So there's a couple of ways that I make sort of cheats ice cream, we could say, at home. One of them is to buy shop-bought custard because shop-bought, yeah, good quality shop-bought custard is basically an anglaise or a base. So all ice creams I... start out with an anglaise, which is a custard, right? Yeah. So all ice, well, some ice creams do cheats. Don't there's lots of there's lots of ways of making a cheats ice cream. Kind of one of one of my favourites is by just getting you know frozen fruit and a t- and a tub of and a tub of uh, double cream and putting the two in a blender and the actual fruit freezes freezes the cream. You end up in a really good sort of instant ice cream. That's a nice way of doing it. Another nice way of doing it is by getting uh, a tub of custard and then melting something through the custard and then without using an ice cream machine, kind of leaving it to freeze, beating it with a whisk, leaving it to freeze, beating it with a whisk. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to break down the ice crystals. Now, that's good, but it's not as good as using an ice cream machine. And then um, I came across this method. I think you might have used it. Did you use it in a in a, in a raspberry parfait or something where you use condensed milk? Oh, yes. I we have you, a no-churn um, sort of like ice cream terrine. Yeah, you. So I'd seen you do that. I, I'd heard about a recipe for someone. Well, people on the internet were, were were going crazy for a coffee ice cream recipe that used. Um, I think it was an American recipe that used a similar method, no churn. And I started to experiment with the no churn, um, with the no churn element of making a making an ice cream. So I knew I wanted something really sort of. You know, I wanted it to be quite grown up. I wanted it to be bitter chocolate, dark chocolate, but not too sweet and still have this beautiful sort of fudgy texture of, of chocolate ice cream. So tell me how you started off developing the recipe. So first off, um, I knew what I wanted to do, but I was too, I was, I was being too clever. I thought, wouldn't it be brilliant if you could simply do nothing more than melt some chocolate, pour over some um like pour condensed milk. Condensed, yeah, pour over some condensed milk, 
pour over some cream, or even bring all of all your ingredients up to the boil, and then and then you've kind of got an anglaise, but because it's so sweet, it's not going to freeze, and then you put it in the freezer, and you're going to end up with, with, with beautiful ice cream. What I ended up with was wonderful fudge or ganache <laughs> or, or, or truffle, you know, chocolate truffle filling. I thought, I think I'd cracked that, but what I hadn't made was was chocolate. So it's like, right, then this this needs some air in it. This this doesn't, you know, um, the, 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 the act of churning ice cream also kind of makes, um, adds air and adds volume to a, to a custard as well as breaking down the ice crystals. So we needed to do that. So then I melted the chocolate and then I beat, what did I do first? I melted the chocolate and the condensed milk and I whipped the cream. The cream was quite stiff. And then I, and then I, um, added the condensed milk and chocolate to the whipped cream and it was nice it was really nice but it was more like a frozen chocolate mousse so it oh, didn't yeah, have that ice that's cream exactly t- what it would be yeah exactly so it didn't have that ice cream texture so i was right then this still isn't right good flavor um and then the other thing i was struggling with as well because on good food we really don't we try and waste as little as we as we possibly can and if we can use all of a all of a tub of something rather than leaving people with a couple of tablespoons of condensed milk they don't know what to do with we try and use it all so I was really trying to use a full amount of condensed milk um but I, I didn't want it too sweet because condensed milk is incredibly sweet so the problems I was having there is I was making it for too fewer people so I was using half a tin of condensed milk I was always ending up with another half a tin of condensed milk I wasn't happy every time I used a whole tin of condensed milk it was too sweet so I said right it's a frozen dessert it doesn't matter if it sits in the freezer for for a month six weeks because it, it, you know you're going to have some there so it's fine for me to make it for six to eight so I upped the um I upped the amount of condensed milk and also up to all the, all the other ingredients. And then I simply melted the chocolate and I beat the condensed milk and the cream together. And what I ended up with, yeah, what I ended up with then, because the condensed milk was stopping the cream from, from overbeating, was this sort of really lovely, fluffy uh, mixture, which I then folded the um, melted chocolate into which didn't become, it didn't seize, it didn't become like a chocolate mousse. All of a sudden, I've got this sort of thickened chocolate custard, which set beautifully in the fridge. But that did take me to get the quantities right. I'm trying to think how many times I tested it. I had some very, um, very happy neighbours. I think <laughs> I tested it five or six times. The first two times, really, I really wasn't happy. And then the other uh, three or four times, I was just tweaking the quantities to to uh, make to make this the, the I knew what I was after. So when you're when you're doing something like a next level, you know what the um what end result you want. It's just a matter of how you get there. And what I ended up with, I thought was was fantastic. And the base to it, without without the melted chocolate, you know, you you you'd have a really good uh, cheats vanilla ice cream where you could put coffee through it, or you could um, you could do a raspberry ripple. Or there, there, there's, I mean, the actual flavour um, flavour variations are endless. So clever. So do you still have to churn this one, or did you just leave it in the freezer? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ah. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save 40% site-wide. 40% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This, the beauty of this, like your, like your parfait, is that it's no churn. So the whole thing about this is there's no churning whatsoever. You don't have to beat it. So as I, said, I do make um, other cheats ice creams, which involve taking it out of the freezer every hour and then breaking down the, the ice crystals. But with this, this is no churn. This is absolutely, you set, the, you, you set the whole thing in the freezer. It can be, um, it doesn't take much defrosting to serve it. It's, you know, the, the wonderful thing about it is it could be used in a parfait. You can turn it out and you could slice it. You get really nice, um, really nice scoops of it. I used, uh, I used chocolate chunks in it as well. So, but you could put whatever bits and pieces you wanted through it. I mean, you, know, you can make it into a rocky road. You could, you could, you could turn it into a chocolate cheesecake with bits of broken biscuits. Um, I also added a little bit of salt to it, which I thought was, was really nice as well. Yeah, how do, how well does salt work in the chocolate ice cream? So it helps balance out the flavour. Why do you primarily yeah. add it? I know it confuses a lot of people adding salt to it, chocolate. So whenever, so with with the next levels, I sort of have you sort of have flavour boosters. I have little rules that I have I have in my head. Like if something involves cheese, I always go straight to sort of cayenne pepper, mustard powder, um, maybe onions and thyme. And then with chocolate, whenever I'm cooking with chocolate. I always think instantly of a little bit of salt and a little bit of um, a little bit of coffee, because coffee coffee just enhances the flavour of chocolate. You can add a tiny bit of coffee to a chocolate dessert; people won't even know it's there, but the the but the chocolate flavour is even more pronounced. And it's the same with salt. Salt salt doesn't just season savoury things. Salt you know salt gives a chemical reaction to and enhances the flavour of, of anything you put it on. So a little bit, a pinch of salt in something sweet still makes something more pronounced and kind of still makes the, the, the flavours more pronounced. And that works especially well with chocolate. So if you think of chocolate, the chocolate in itself is something that's bitter. It's not, it's only the, the sugar that we add to it that then makes it sweet. And the, the reason we think of it is as, as, as something for a dessert. But raw Raw chocolate by itself is actually something incredibly bitter and something not too dissimilar from, from coffee. You know, chocolate beans and, and coffee beans aren't, aren't too dissimilar. So the basis of your chocolate ice cream is so amazing, but what other flavours could you do? So you mentioned a few earlier. Is there anything specifically you think would work really well? Yeah, I think coffee ice cream would be fantastic. As I mentioned before, instead of the melted chocolate, just use cocoa powder and maybe two shots of espresso. A salted caramel ripple ice cream would be really nice. So you could gently fold through like 200 grams of salted caramel sauce and you could create a ripple effect. So that would be really nice. Again, raspberry ripple would work really well. Or you could just keep it, um, you could just keep it vanilla. And you, to be honest, just some vanilla extract through the uh, without without the uh, without the chocolate in it, and you'll have really good sort of like a like a like a soft scoop Mr Whippy type vanilla ice cream. That's so cool. So it doesn't change the consistency adding the chocolate if you left it out. It does a bit. It's, that was one of the things when I was developing. That was one of the things I was not struggling with. I wanted the flavour of the chocolate, but too much chocolate was making it uh, solidify. Yeah, it was, it, it was making it seize a bit, and, and it was and it was solidifying. So that. 
to be honest, a lot of the this is one of the next levels that I've tested the most, said five or six times. It wasn't what it was, it was more the quantities because like, you know, 20 grams of chocolate was making a huge difference. And I don't normally, I'm not normally that pernickety when it comes to the development. I, you know, I think you've got to be realistic about it. We sometimes get chef recipes, which are really, you know, 37 grams of something. I'm like, really, you know, get a life, unless it's baking. If, if it's something, if it's something savoury, just can't you just round it up to 50, make everyone, make everyone happier. This is, this is it's, you know, it's nonsense. But actually, with this recipe, I, I'm finding that the small increments were making a, a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. I think no one's scales are that accurate anyway to do 37 grams or something. I mean, the other thing is, as well as making it other flavours, you can put other things through it. So I put chocolate chocolate chunks in it mm. to give it a double hit of chocolate. But you could also add bits. You could, you know, you could you could add chopped brownie. You could add cookie dough you could add fudge pieces you could add chopped nuts you could add pecans you could add hazelnuts it's sort of you know it's a, it's a blueprint once you've once you've got the method sorted it's a it's a blueprint to to adding lots of other lots of other ingredients and, and making lots of different flavors i have a few other questions about ice cream yes. before we yeah. move on to some that readers have sent us a few things how do you get the perfect scoop of ice cream have you got any tips uh, so I've got a very handy ice cream scoop with a little lever that um, that releases the ice cream. So that's really good. But a cup of um, <laughs> a cup of hot water is a must. Um, so whether you're doing a spoon or whether you're actually using a scoop, then you want um, you, you want to get that really hot. But it doesn't have to be boiling. But a cup of hot water. I've actually got an ice cream scoop with a little lever on it, which releases the 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 ball of ice cream which is really good and then putting the ice cream in the in the fridge 30 minutes before scooping really helps as well i know that ice cream is a firm favorite of the nations so i've asked our readers what they want to know about ice cream and i'm hoping you can help me answer some of them i hope so so the first one says i love mint chocolate chip ice cream i agree who doesn't but they're yeah. wondering how to get a strong mint flavor that doesn't taste too artificial do you have any tips for some ice creams where you want a really strong flavour, it's all about the infusion. So with mint, in the past, I'd bring um, you know half a half a litre of cream up to the boil, have a huge bunch of, of mint that I've bashed and bruised a bit, pour the boiling cream over the mint, and then leave it. Don't not not just until it cools, but leave it overnight for the flavour of the mint to infuse into the cream and then strain it and then push hard down on on the mint you will have a lovely mint flavour um if you want that grit if you want it to be green then it will involve uh it will involve a drop or two of of natural food colouring okay this one says for your chocolate ice cream recipe if they wanted to make white chocolate ice cream can they just swap the dark chocolate for white or do you have to factor in the fat content of the white chocolate so this is this is how i get out of jail card for it. i haven't tested this myself so i can't um, so i can't vouch for this but if i was so if i was if i was taking this base recipe and then trying to do it with white chocolate i would definitely halve the amount of chocolate that I was using because it's not really to do with the fat content for me, it's to do with the sweetness. And to be honest, condensed milk is already incredibly sweet and white chocolate is incredibly sweet. So I would halve the amount that I was using. So I would use 100 grams of white chocolate as opposed to 200 grams of dark. Now, the thing that I think people don't quite get about development is it's not just the case of a recipe working. You know, it's not whether, 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 whether something goes wrong. With good food, we very much have an audience in mind for a specific recipe. 
Now, that recipe has to fit the criteria of the audience. It's pointless uh, a recipe being called a midweek meal if it involves four pans and it costs, you know, 20 pounds worth. It's 20 pounds worth of ingredients for two people and it's going to take uh, and it's going to take an hour and a half because that's just not realistic, even though the recipe in itself might be wonderful. But that's just not realistic for, for midweek. And similarly, if we're trying to if, if we're trying to create something for a special dinner party, but it is based on ready noodles, a pack of spring onions, and and and, and you know maybe a pack of fajita mix, that's not special enough. So the, the development is is more than just cooking. It's actually about the occasion, about the season, about the availability of the of the ingredients. There's a lot more to that to that recipe than just writing a, a, a recipe for a nice plate of food that, that tastes delicious and looks nice. I'd love to know also what are you most excited about perfecting next? So my next on my list, the next two months, uh, so I'm about to write a chocolate meringue roulade recipe. And I've, the actual roulade itself isn't, you know, I've, I've got that in my head, it's fine. I don't know whether to take it down the Black Forest Gatto vibe or whether to do a coffee or caramel or like a tiramisu type type thing. So that's the, that's the thing that I'm thinking about at the moment. I'm not a huge fan of chocolate and fruit, but I know other people are and obviously... Black Forest. Uh, Black Forest Gatto is a, is an absolute classic. So that's that's what I'm thinking about at the moment. Then after that, I'm going to be tackling cauliflower cheese. Um, the one thing with cauliflower cheese, it tends to be a bit bland, and the cauliflower tends to be a bit waterlogged. So I'm thinking about roasting the cauliflower as opposed to boiling it first. And um, while I roast it, I was thinking about covering it with um, parmesan before it's roasted so it gets like this this cheesy crust on it before you even put it into the sauce genius genius absolutely i would cover it with parmesan to make it crispy and then oh i can't wait to eat that please make it in the test kitchen oh well hopefully we'll be back there soon i hope so oh barney thank you for joining me i can't wait to make that no churn chocolate ice cream recipe now now that i know it will work perfectly thanks to all your attempts and development you can find the full recipe for it on bbcgoodfood.com and Barney is on Instagram at Barney underscore Desmazery and I'm Liberty on at Baking the Liberty. Join me next time where I will be joined by another member of the Good Food Cookery team talking through the fascinating development process of one of their recipes. Thank you so much for listening to Test Kitchen Troubleshooting, a new podcast from BBC Good Food. For recipes and more information, please visit bbcgoodfood.com forward slash podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Acast or wherever you get your podcasts from so you never miss an episode.